of Mexican band Tori Blanca, performing live. We're coming to you from the Latin Alternative Music Conference in New York City with a special edition on music and culture. This is Latin Pulse, a weekly analysis of news and public affairs in Latin America. Brought to you in cooperation with American University's School of Communication in Washington, D.C. and Link TV. And now here's host, Rick Rockwell. Bienvenidos and welcome to Latin Pulse. We're coming to you from New York City, where we'll be experiencing the sounds of the Latin Alternative Music Conference. And you may also hear the street sounds of Midtown Manhattan as we're recording our program from the conference hotel. We'll explore the best of Latin music with the help of NPR's alt-Latino broadcasters in a bit. But first, we go to our studios in Washington, D.C., where Kurt Devine has our weekly review of news from around Latin America. Leaders throughout Latin America are demanding answers from the U.S. regarding allegations of espionage. Brazilian daily newspaper O Globo reported that U.S. surveillance programs have targeted many nations in the region, including Mexico, Brazil, Venezuela, and Colombia. The newspaper cited documents released by U.S. fugitive Edward Snowden, describing programs such as a satellite monitoring station in Brazil. A spokesperson for the U.S. State Department, Jen Psaki, responded to the allegations. As a matter of policy, we have been clear uh, that the United States does gather foreign intelligence uh, of the type gathered by all nations. I can tell you that we have spoken with Brazilian officials regarding these allegations. Uh, we plan to continue our dialogue. The outrage comes as Snowden remains in Moscow's international airport. He is considering asylum in Latin America. Chancellor of Venezuela, Elias Hawa, expressed his nation's stance on Snowden. We are going to act according to international law, as President Maduro has said, and according to principles. Venezuela has always offered asylum to political refugees. Nicaragua, Bolivia, and Venezuela have offered refuge to Snowden. A mob in Brazil beheaded a soccer referee after the referee stabbed a player to death in the middle of a match. 20-year-old referee Octavio de Silva ordered the player to leave the field. When the player refused, a fight erupted between the two, which ended with de Silva fatally stabbing the player. Fans then charged the field and killed de Silva before severing his head and mounting it on a stake. Sports commentators say Brazil faces increased pressure to demonstrate better safety ahead of the World Cup in 2014. Tens of thousands of workers in Brazil went on strike to protest labor and public transit conditions throughout the nation. Demonstrators gathered in 10 different states, blocking central highways and ports for what they called the National Day of Struggles. The strikes, organized by major trade unions, brought several public transit services to a standstill. Chile's policy on abortion came into the international limelight this week. Chilean President Sebastián Piñera praised a pregnant 11-year-old girl who says she is happy to have a child even though she was repeatedly raped. Piñera described the girl's attitude as mature, but critics say his comments are unscientific and dangerous. Abortion in Chile remains illegal in all circumstances. 
Some government critics would like the law to allow for abortion in cases of rape or incest. For Latin Pulse, I'm Kurt Devine. Thanks, Kurt. We open this program with the sounds of Tori Blanca, a band from Mexico City. Tori Blanca is named after lead singer Juan Manuel Tori Blanca. The group has one album and an EP, and they're just one of the newer acts creating buzz at this year's Latin Alternative Music Conference. We sat down with co-hosts Felix Contreras and Jasmine Garst of NPR's Alt Latino to guide us through the conference. Here are excerpts from our discussion. Bands will pay their own way to come here, not to play, but to make connections with uh, publicists, with radio people, with other bands and promoters. So that's the thing to look for. It's just new music, a ton of new music. It's all about new music. You go to a festival like Vive Latino, which is one of the biggest Latin, fest- Latin rock, Latin alternative festivals in Latin America. Um, and it's a little bit of both, but it's a lot about these established acts. You know, Tacuba, Molotov... But you come here and it's really all about discovering new bands. Some of them which are going to be pretty big next year. Um, there's, you know, there's always guests. Julieta Venegas, Calle 13 last year. But it's all about the new stuff. I don't know that we have any recommendations because it's, it's always... You know, every year I come here, I always go... I always leave with one band that I never heard of before, didn't expect to hear just completely knocks me out at least one every year last year it was uh, uh, an artist uh, an Afro-Latino artist from here in, in New York uh, Zinia Rubinos who just was just this amazing when you're going to the bay and changing so many just take some time to ask around who is the last one What about her that, that that struck you? It was completely unexpected because it has, there were traces, there were elements of Afro-Latino culture and music in it, but it sounded more like, and I like to say this, it sounded more like um, that old 60s band, 70s band Deep Purple, and a really distorted organ sound, kind of a rock uh, feel to her, independent rock thing, but she was dealing with stuff within within her own culture, her own Puerto Rican culture about what was going on with her life and her grandmother. She had this amazing video where she put cameras on her grandmother and, and she lived a day in her life with her grandmother. And that was one of the videos for her song. So, just completely unexpected. excited to see a woman named Natalia Clavier. She's Argentinian, she's with Nacional, 
and she's just doing some very interesting things vocally. Uh, she has a very rich, deep voice, and she plays a lot with sound. A lot of the sound, uh, it's very 70s infused, and I'd like to see her live. Every time I cry, there's a little bit of me that goes down to the river at the very end of my street. And I but I would add that sometimes you see bands whose records you didn't love and you see them live and you're like, this is a great band. Sometimes you just discover bands, so. And sometimes you see bands and you really like the record, you see them I live. I not want to say that. And you see them live and it just doesn't, <laughs> it misses. But it misses, it misses the mark. And, and to me that always shows me that, you know, the difference between, you know, what happens in the studio and what happens live. And being able to present something live you know, you're, this is all young music. This is all, it's not like we're, like it's a classic rock thing where everybody's been playing for 30 years. Carla Morrison seems to be the, the artist that came out the biggest last year here, and she has a big presence here this year. I'm, I'm looking for your opinions about her. We love her. Tell <laughs> <laughs> We love her, and here's why. Again, it's one of those things where, first impression, um, her manager handed me her CD, what, three years ago, four years ago at South by Southwest. Same thing. It just grab a bunch of CDs and s stick it in the thing while I'm in the hotel room getting ready for the next or whatever. You just, or just chilling out, listening to music. And I remember very distinctly, I put that CD in and it was, her voice rose out like this really beautiful mist across the room. It just completely slayed me. So from, from that first note, just really admired and respected and liked her music and then we've been we've had her on the show we've played her music you just watch her grow as a performer watch her grow as a songwriter and watch her presence grow and how she handles it and how she reflects it as a total pro the bands that she has she's able to get better musicians to, to reflect her own sound so everything about her she's she's a darling everybody loves her and with good reason, because of her voice, her songwriting, she's the total package. She's just great. Quiero compartir mi silla contigo. Quiero ver salir el sol y despedirlo. Quiero caminar y correr a tu ladito. Quiero buscar y encontrarme a solas contigo. Quiero dormir y soñar caricias contigo. I wish she's huge in Mexico. I mean, the first time I saw her in Mexico a year ago, she was on one of the small stages at Vive Latino. This year I saw her um, and she was on the main stage in front of, how many people would you say? Uh, like 10,000. Yeah, 10, yeah, 10,000 people. Um, and, and I would add, you know, I guess my, my unique perspective is as a woman. Um, something really refreshing about the women who come to this festival or to this conference is that it's always very interesting, intelligent, creative, strong women. Um, this is not a crowd that's interesting, interested in playing around with 
vapid pop princesses. Uh, there's substance here. And it's always really great as a woman. I don't think I'm surprising anyone by saying this is an industry that can be very jarring in its attitude towards women. And it's always really refreshing that the women who are present at this conference are are strong and are, are just cool. They're, they're not, you know, some, like I said, a vapid bubblegum pop star. And Carla definitely embodies that. She's been just true to herself. She's been sweet but assertive in her songs. Um, she's not interested in selling a persona or a body type. She's She's just... She's a, a wonderful, wonderful artist in person. ¿En qué momento perdí el control de mis sentimientos cuando decidí aceptar tus secretos? ¿En qué momento dejé hacerme daño con todo esto cuando dime que no ves que perdí el conocimiento y a la locura se metió a mí? No, and that people accept her on those terms, you know, on her terms, on her musical terms, and just who she is as a person. You know, it's 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 all of the above. It's just a total acceptance by this crowd. And then when you, she gets nominated for Latin Grammys, she's gets recognized by the industry. We just want her to succeed and by staying true to what she does. Carla Morrison not only performed at the conference, but she also appeared on one of the panels. She also spoke about releasing her first song in English and giving away to her fans online for free. The song is called The Truth. We'll have more from the Latin Alternative Music Conference, including a nod to the roots of Latin Alternative Music, in a moment. Stay with us. Democracy is synonymous with independence. Independence is synonymous with emancipation. Emancipation is synonymous with sovereignty. Sovereignty is synonymous with superiority. Superiority is synonymous with arrogance. Arrogance is synonymous with domination and domination is synonymous with dictatorship. Dictatorship always finds its way. Amnesty International. Learn, indignate, act. Our guests this week are the co-hosts of NPR's music and culture program, Alt Latino. That's Jasmine Garst and Felix Contreras. Here's more of our discussion from the Latin Alternative Music Conference, the LAMC, in New York City. And the topic is the tribute to the salsa label Fania and performer Ruben Blades at this year's conference. This is an alternative music conference, but one of the key panels here is going to be about Fania. And the last time we had you on the program, we talked about the importance of Fania. Is, is there a linkage here between that more traditional label and 
the alternative music? I would say that it was probably it was the alternative in its heyday when it was getting started in the, the late '60s, early '70s. It was they were all young upstart people who, you know, respected and admired Tito Puente, Celia Cruz, Machito. That's how a lot of these musicians played with those bands, but they were doing something new. They 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 updated the sound. They tried something different. They did all these different things. So, if there was an alternative scene back then, Fania would have been it. They just the way they approached it, the way it became marketable, the way it became uh, a product that they were able to promote, you know, not beyond uh, this New York City where we, where we was born. How does that integrate with a conference like this? Well, I would add that Fania was, correct me if I'm wrong, but Fania was globalization before globalization existed, because. Fania was the first instance. I mean, you, it happened during a time of incredible migration between Puerto Rico and New York. Um, and later on, it was very Colombia, New York. But it was a Caribbean and New York, not just Puerto Rico. It was Cuba. It was that whole region and New York. Uh, so, and it was really globalization. Um, and, and really what you're seeing now is the result of that initial movement. I mean, this is all about, I mean, globalization has a lot of negative connotations, right? But um, this is all about porous borders. Uh, this is all artists who are as famous as they are here in Mexico, as they are in the U.S., or as famous as they are in Chile, as they are in the U.S. Uh, they're constantly a dialogue between them, um, you know, and you don't have to go much further than someone like Carla Morrison. You know, she used to live in the U.S., decided she wanted to sing in Spanish, went down to Mexico, became very popular in Mexico, is now making a big name for herself in the U.S. That's something that was actually started in, in the Fania era by artists like Celia Cruz, Tito Puente. All the all-stars, you know, there was, like you said, there were Dominicans... Johnny Pacheco's Dominican. He's like he started the label with Jerry Masucci, Italian American, and they had tons of Cuban American musicians, tons of Puerto Rican musicians. I guess we're we're expecting Ruben Blades to speak tomorrow as part of that that special panel. Uh, it, it, when we talk about alternative music, often someone like him would not be accepted, but I, I get the sense of a of of, of a different sort of respect here. Well. Ruben Blades, uh, or, or Ruben Blades, has... Um, I hope someone asks him, what's the proper way <laughs> to say the me. name? <laughs> but he, first of all, he has collaborated with alternative artists like Calle 13, he has uh, La Perla. Um, but also, you know, we're quick to stress on our show that alternative is is also a mindset, you know, and he has always been the conscience of salsa. Uh, he has been talking about social justice issues, um, you know, when Calle 13, they weren't even born yet. So he has always been alternative, if not musically, in his, in his themes and in his lyrics. 
And for the record, Ruben Blades, or Ruben Blades, had his name pronounced both ways at the conference. He's truly an icon in Latin music who still has the best-selling salsa album ever. He ran unsuccessfully for president of Panama, served as that country's minister of culture, and has acted in various films. He also spoke at the conference. I do believe it's good that you write your, your own stuff. If you can, do it. Eso es bien importante. Escribir tu propio material, write your own stuff. That's very important. During the session, Vladis discussed infusing complex stories and themes into salsa, despite corporate criticism. So, no one knows what's going to work. Pedro Navarro was not supposed to work, according to the people at the time. And it not only did it work, it survived them 34 years later, 35 years later, people who weren't even born when the song was written are singing it. Por la esquina del viejo barrio lo vi pasar Con el tumbao que tienen los guapos al caminar So, the people made the album a success. Entonces, the radio didn't want to play it, but the people caught the... the the, the, the spirit of the album, and then it was word of mouth. The, song, the songs hit outside of the United States, outside of New York. It proved that New York was not the center of everything, at least salsa at that time. So that's how it happened, but it was because of the people. Do not lose faith in that. Do not shortchange people. For some reason, do you think people are stupid? People are not stupid. We may be indifferent at times or focus on something else, but people are not dumb. So, so if you have what you have has quality, it'll work. It just don't expect to have the same success as, as Justin Bieber. Perhaps the band with the most buzz in New York did not even appear officially at the conference. The band is Bosnian Rainbows featuring members from both sides of the U.S.-Mexico border. They won't appear in New York City until a day after the conference ends on July the 14th. Of Bosnian Rainbows. Um, Bosnian Rainbows is an Omar Rodriguez Lopez project, Omar Rodriguez Lopez from the Mars Volta, and Terry Genderbender from Le Boucherets. And if I had to talk about one band right now that is just so exciting to me, it's Bosnian Rainbows for a number of reasons. I mean, musically, nobody sounds like them. They just sound like good rock and roll. Um, you know, and Latin alternative, the rock and roll part has to be careful because sometimes it falls into cheesy imitation. That's not them. Uh, so that's one thing. And, and the other thing is that it's a rock band fronted by a very 
powerful Latina vocalist who is uh, Teresa Suarez, a.k.a. Terry Genderbender. And, you know, uh, if you look at the Latin rock and español scene, it's a lot of dudes. <laughs> uh, you're not seeing, you know, in Mexico, I guess you have uh, Jesse Bulbo, um, but, you know, and you have some smaller bands across Latin America, but... It, there's not like a lot of good Latin rock fronted by a woman who, um, you know, to, to paraphrase a friend of ours, well, he was the producer for a while on All Latino. Uh, he was terrified and in love with her at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, and I've, I've been a fan of Omar's for a while just because he's just this wacky. I'm, you know, my big thing is like, where are all the guitar players now? You know, because I came up an age when, you know, Jeff Beck, Dwayne Allman, you know, you had people who could play who were prodigiously talented. And, you know, my big beef now is like, where are all the guitar players? Well, this guy comes out and he just starts playing and you can't, you know, you can't shut him up. You know, he puts out all these compilations. He does it with this one. He does this one. Small things, soundtracks. He just, and it's all centered around the guitar. In a lot of ways that some of the, you know, like this one English uh, guitarist Robert Fripp who played with King Crimson he's like that way he's just like all these different sounds and different things this project seems much more song based less instrumentally based right absolutely and that's it's another side of him another side of him because he's still it's still him and and there's you know some controls on how much you know how out he can get but it's it's still him it's another side of him that I think I just ad, ad, admire a lot well I think his past projects have been a lot darker but he is in a much better place um, I interviewed him recently and you know he's had his demons he's had his share of addiction and depression um, and he seems to have gotten past that you know one would hope but he, what he said was that he totally acknowledged you know he used to have a reputation for being really hard to work with uh, and he wanted to get out of that so what he did was he picked a band with three other very strong musicians who were band leaders themselves including Terry Genderbender who's a woman who you don't get the impression that she puts up with uh, no, it's <laughs> not, not at all that's, a, that's an equal partnership there The reaction to this event over the years, what is this, the 14th. 14th annual, the reaction to it from the mainstream media, I think is, is important because it reflects uh, an interest in, you know, it reflects somewhat of an interest in what's going on in Latin music, but what's going on in the Latin community, Latino community in general. And it reflects an interest in the community, and like a, uh, a sophistication in the Latino community that can appreciate this kind of music and support it. You know, it's it's just really great to have something like this uh, for for Latin American audiences. You know, it's a very diverse audience. You know, so often the the struggle with with 
that we even engage in is this, the stereotyping of Hispanics and of Hispanic audiences. And, and you know, this is one f festival or conference that really goes to show how diverse we are as a community. I mean, look, everyone loves salsa. Um, I love salsa. Everyone I know who listens to our show loves salsa. Uh, but we also love rock. We also love rap. We also love cumbia and electronica. And this show, this conference really speaks to that. Our guests today have been Jasmine Gars and Felix Contreras of NPR's Alt Latino. We also heard from artists Ruben Blades and Carla Morrison. And now a programming advisory. Next week we'll be back in Washington, D.C., but we'll come to you online one day earlier than usual on Thursday, July 18th. Latin Pulse is available in various locations on the web, including iTunes, Facebook, Hente Flow, and Musica Q. To see the Latin Pulse archives and video programs on Latin America, you can check out Link TV's website, www.linktv, all one word, .org, and then forward slash Latin Pulse, also all one word. That's www.linktv.org forward slash Latin Pulse. If you'd like to respond to this week's program, you may leave us a message online via SoundCloud, or you may write us via email. You can find us at latinpulse at gmx.com. That's Latin Pulse, all one word, at gmx.com. Thanks for joining us this week on Latin Pulse from the Latin Alternative Music Conference in New York City. For our entire team, associate producer Kurt Devine and announcer Victor Kilo, I'm Rick Rockwell. Escucha nosotros vez. Gracias por su tiempo. Latin Pulse is sponsored by the Center for Latin American and Latino Studies at American University. The program is produced at the university's School of Communication with the support of Link TV. Theme music provided by Link TV with additional music from Canary Productions and Bath Time Music Publishing. This program is copyright 2013, Las Rocas Productions.